Hey, what's going on? Future is now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura. I'm so glad that you guys are joining in today on this Friday on the third episode of Friday Roundup. Uh, you guys have liked it. I've liked it. So let's just keep it going. Um, we have a couple of different topics we're going to cover today. I'm excited to kind of dive into those. Um, if you're here for the first time, thank you for joining. Uh, this is just a podcast that's about encouraging uh, Christian leaders. You know, this podcast is for the Christian leader. If you are not a Christian, that's okay. But just understand that this is a podcast through the lens of that. So um, today we're going to be talking about a few things. We're going to be talking about um, uh, Lila Rose, president of um, Live Action, a pro-life advocate that was on Dr. Phil. We're going to be talking about uh, kind of abortion in general, a uh, hot topic there. We're going to be talking about a panel conference, a uh, church conference that happened in a panel of theology and my take on that, um, kind of just talking about the Word of God in general and then talking about a California bill that had just recently passed. So um, if you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on um, Apple, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. You can scroll down and leave a five-star review. Let me know what you love about the episode. Um, as always, make sure that you guys reach out to me and talk to me on Instagram. I love talking to you guys after episodes about what you think and your opinions, and um, I love your input. So thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for listening. Let's jump into this episode, Friday Roundup of the Future of Is Now. Let's get it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast, where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear, and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. All right. First on the docket today, everybody, is um, so Lila Rose. Lila Rose is a president of Live Action. Live Action is um, a human rights movement, very pro-life. And I've actually followed Live Action for some time now. Um, and I just followed Lila Rose because she's awesome. She's amazing. Um, so she's the president and she actually just went on Dr. Phil to talk about um, abortion and talk about uh, her opinion and you know Dr. Phil actually had a panel of different pro-choice pro-life and so Lila Rose was really representing the pro-life movement and let, let me just start off by saying she did a fantastic job unlike another abortion panel that recently I commentated if you want to go look at that it's on the it's on my YouTube I commentated on uh, Chelsea Smith's on Emmanuel Acho's uncomfortable conversations with the black man she was on there and um, she did a terrible job um, really explaining the Christian perspective on abortion Lila Rose did a fantastic job oh my goodness it was awesome it was awesome to see um, a Christian stand up for truth, right? And obviously it was unpopular. So there's a, a person in the audience that, you know, kind of started arguing with her and how she's evil and she's betraying her own female kind, I guess. And Lila Rose stood her ground and she was arguing the, the value of a life. And, you know, this lady from the audience is like, how can you be so cruel? Um, there's so much trauma that happens if you ask uh, somebody, let's say, uh, that gets raped and impregnated to have that baby and Lila Rose argues, no, the trauma is actually in the act of abortion and there's statistics to back this up. And this is the big uh, emphasis that I want to make today is like 
the there is so much misinformation about abortion so much misinformation and what a lot of people will try to do is they'll try to dehumanize it right they'll try and say oh either it's a clump of cells or you know and and obviously from a christian perspective we have scripture references that argue against that but even guys even if i wasn't a christian i wouldn't be pro choice you know why because uh what lila rose brought up is 95 there's a consensus 95 to 96% of biologists explain that they believe that life happens at fertilization 95 so all these people that are like oh it's not a life until x amount of weeks or until this marker like you're choosing to go against science at that point which you know what if you're an adult and you want to do that that's fine but like don't act like we're the irrational ones here for believing that's a human life when 95 percent of biologists people that are paid and go to school and study this stuff and actually know what they're talking about agree with us. It's ridiculous. So she did a great job. She held her composure. Um, she wasn't really, she wasn't aggressive. She wasn't demeaning. Dr. Phil got mad at her because, um, she was interrupting him. And, um, but really the only reason that he got mad is because he had no other defense. And Lila Rose said like, Hey, what do you, what do you think life starts at then? Right? If you were disagreeing with 95% of biologists, what do you think life starts at? And he goes, it doesn't matter what I think. And this is kind of, um, uh, this is, I mean, I could kind of get into a, a number of caveats here, but let's get into this one. Um, just because you're not directly involved doesn't mean you can't have an opinion and you can't weigh in and you can't critically think about the topic. Dr. Phil's like, well, I can't grow a woman or woman. <laughs> I can't grow a baby inside of me. So I, it looks like I have no opinions at all about this. That doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, because you can use your brain to think and you can critically think about certain scenarios, even if it doesn't directly affect you. Actually, oftentimes, be people that are removed from a situation actually have a better perspective on the situation because uh, emotions can be deceiving. I mean, the heart is deceptive, right? So somebody that can look from the outside and remove emotions sometimes will have actually a better understanding of said event. So this whole idea and this cultural message and this movement of like, if you don't, if you're not involved, this doesn't affect you. Or if, if you can't grow a woman, no, no uterus, no opinion. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, and this is kind of what I got flack on. Um, if you watched last or two weeks ago, I think it was, um, I, I did a story about how Lizzo said she was oppressed at the VMAs, right? And um, they got some views on Instagram and people got really mad at me. I mean, that usually people get mad at me for different things, but uh, people got mad at me because I said, Lizzo, listen, you're not really oppressed in America because there's actually people that are dying across the world that for their beliefs, right? You have a belief system and and that's that's great, And but you're on stage in front of millions of people. America as a whole loves you. Like, this whole idea that she's oppressed, in my opinion, is not true. And so I had people that <laughs> were messaging me and you're not black, so you can't say anything. You don't understand. You don't, right? And then I, I tried to make the argument with some of them that, well, I'm Asian, right? I mean, I, that's a minority. I, I get, I guess I understand being a minority in America, which by the way, isn't, you know, in my opinion, that different, but whatever. Um, and uh, so I, I said, well, I'm Asian. And then some person says, well, you don't look Asian. You look white. So you, you operate the world as a white man. So it's just, guys, it's funny because 
when we get so emotional with things, it, it blocks our perspective and it blocks our ability to see things rationally and clearly. And we need to see things rationally. We need to see things clearly. We have to understand that just because a situation affects you doesn't mean that it affects the whole. Okay. And what's happening in my opinion is we're seeing case by case scenarios being projected as some type of narrative that's going on, um, on a larger scale. So all that to say, Lila Rose did a fantastic job standing her ground, asking Dr. Phil for his opinion, which obviously he deferred because he doesn't want to say it. Um, uh, and what I found was a lot of these, you know, uh, a lot of these wealthy or, uh, you know, left celebrities is they talk left, but they walk right. Right. So, um, a lot of them won't tell you their opinion because they say, well, I'm not entitled to the opinion. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's what free speech is about. So um, anyways, my last thing on this is um, I don't understand the the idea that abortion is health care. That's one of the biggest misinformations that we're giving. Like if abortion is, is health care, then why does uh, uh, abortion give you an 81% increased, increased risk for mental health problems? Why does abortion give you a 35% more likely to commit suicide? Women that uh, have abortions. Women that have abortions double the risk of alcoholism within themselves. Women that have abortions double your risk, their risk of having sleeping disorders. A 2009 study released by the America Association of Cancer Research revealed that women that had abortions face a 40% greater risk of developing breast cancer. So it, if abortion is health care, then why is there so many, so many health complications that come from abortions and how come there's so much damage and brokenness and hurt that extends beyond just the abortion? It's misinformation. Abortion is not health care. Why do women have problem uh, being in intimate relationships after having abortions? Why are all these statistics backing it up? Is because it's not just a clump of cells. It's a real human life. Okay, so stop with the misinformation, people. Abortion is not healthcare. Um, I read this incredible testimony um, of a woman who is 19 years old when she gave birth. Um, she was a drug drug addict. She was an alcoholic. She was uh, her baby daddy was a drug dealer. So just just the cherry on top of that whole situation. And um, you know what? She literally got pregnant from this drug dealer. She is a drug addict, alcoholic, no job terrible home life and you know what's crazy is like she said that everywhere she went she was being told to get an abortion her boyfriend told her to get an abortion her friends her parents told her to get an abortion and then she stepped into a, a clinic right happened to step into a clinic and it was actually like an advocate's clinic and this lady sat her down and talked to her and she was like well do you even do you even want to have an abortion? And this woman is like, you know, honestly, not really. And it's heartbreaking because she's like, man, this seems like my only shot. Well, thank God this worker was like, well, let's get you, you know, we have resources, we have things for you. Got her set up. She had the baby and she was writing this article on this testimony of, you know what? Everything around me told me to get an abortion, but I knew that I wanted to have this baby. And guess what? When I wanted the resources to have the baby, I found them. Incredible testimony. There's resources out there. Um, you know, it is a it is a hot topic, but I'm going to continue talking about it because we're talking about human lives. Talking about the most innocent life. That's what Lila Rose said on Dr. Phil. The most innocent life 
is a child's life. So we have to work to protect that. Um, moving on to another topic here. So we're going to talk about VU Conference. Um, so Rich Wilkerson Jr., he's a, a pastor of VU Church in Miami. I personally, I really love Rich Wilkerson Jr. Everything I've ever heard from him um, is great. I mean, I think he his leadership teachings are incredible. I think theologically, everything I've heard from him is really sound. Like, seems like a great pastor, obviously leading a fantastic church. So number one, before I get into this, let me just address this whole idea of um, the hate that celebrity pastors and churches get. Just because, guys, I mean, like, obviously I do commentaries and I critique, uh, and here's the reason I critique is because I love the church. I call things out because, not because I think people are terrible, well, maybe I do sometimes, but <laughs> but um, I'm saying that, like, I love the church, and so sometimes that that, that just requires some correction. Um, but this whole idea, like I, I'll, I'll be talking to somebody and it's just like, oh, there it's a big church as if that's like bad, like as if the, the church of Ephesus in new Testament wasn't like tens of thousands of people. I mean, like, come on, Ephesus was a mega church. So let's stop the hate of a mega church just because it's a mega church. All right. There's nothing intrinsically wrong with that. There's guess what guys, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with a lot of people wanting to go to church and a lot of people getting saved. Okay. Now there are some cultural things that in some mega churches I disagree with, right? But to lump everything in, it doesn't make any sense. How can you say that all mega churches are the same? How can you say that all, well, once it hits 3000, I mean, oh, they're all the same because they, no, that's stupid. Could it be that God blesses some churches to grow and be as prominent as they are? So anyways, uh, but I, I do agree with some of the, some of the arguments of like mega churches and, um, celebrity pastors in general. I mean, we've seen, right, some celebrity pastors screw up and mess up and um, that happens every day. Pastors screw up and mess up every day. Again, I I'll I say this all the time, but because pastors are broken and hurting, not broken, sorry. Uh, I don't like when people say that. Pastors are, are, are imperfect people. And because of that, sometimes they make mistakes. Sometimes they get caught up in the fame and they're, they become idiots and they disqualify themselves. It just happens. Um, so, VU conference panel, uh, Rich Wilkinson Jr. did a theology panel, which is awesome. Like, wait, way to go, Rich. Like, you're doing a theology panel? It's amazing. Um, the, he had some celebrity pastors on, and he had a theologian uh, seminary professor on. And they were talking about salvation, and they were talking, you know, and Rich was talking about what is salvation. And, you know, the reason I'm talking about this story in particular is because the seminary professor actually did an incredible, I mean, uh, not actually, obviously did an incredible job kind of talking about Salvation, what are we being saved for? What are we being saved from? You know, all these different questions. So he kind of outlines salvation. Then it goes to one of the celebrity pastors and Rich says, okay, well, what are we being saved from? And the pastor says, well, we're being saved from ourselves. And then he goes on to talk about how Christians don't package the gospel the right way. And, you know, it's kind of like a half truth, right? And, and that's the thing is like as shepherds, as Christian leaders, like, Guys, we, it's not our job to package the word of God so that in a way where um, people are more inclined and we feel like we're doing a better job with people not getting offended by it, right? The word of God intrinsically is offensive to people that live counter to it, obviously. 
so I just, I have an issue with half truths and it's like, oh, we're being saved from ourselves. Like, what does that even mean? Right. I mean, like if I'm not a Christian or if I'm like a Christian that doesn't have a lot of theology, I understand what it means right now. Like we're saved from the wrath of God, right? We're saved from God's wrath. That's really what we're ultimately saved from. We're saved from hell. I mean, like these are real things, right? But to say we're saved from ourselves is like, uh, it's like packaging it in a different way. Um, and it's just ambiguous and I wish there would have been more direct answers. And then somebody was like, and then Rich Wilkinson went on to ask another person, okay, well, what is sin? And she's like, well, sin is anything that separates us from God. Now, is that true? Yes, it is true. But there's just more direct ways that we're tiptoeing around, right? What is sin? It's disobedience to God. It's disobedience to his word. Right. That's what it is. Disobedience. But I just feel like the word disobedience is like, oh, don't say I'm ah, don't say I'm doing wrong. Don't say that I'm not doing a good job. Like I get a participation trophy in this. That's just kind of the way that I think that it kind of was wrapped up. And honestly, kudos and props to Rich Wilkinson Jr. Because he kind of was re, re he kind of was directing the conversation every single time, you know, and, and doing a good job. And again, I think he in terms of like pastors that have a lot of following and are connected to really prominent celebrities. I think Rich Wilkinson Jr. is top of the line. In my opinion, I just think that right now we have to understand that like the Bible is clear on topics, right? The Bible is clear on issues. Anything that gets really brought up today, abortion, money, salvation, gender roles, LGBTQ, um, civil, like everything. The Bible is clear on it. And so we have to stop like I think there's just an insecurity with some Christians in that, ah, well, if I, if I say the Bible word for word, it might be too offensive. Instead, I'm going to wrap it up in this little bow and make it all pretty, and then hopefully people will accept it. That's not what God calls us to do. God calls us to speak truth, and it's up to him to change hearts. It's not your job to change hearts. It's God's job. So let's, uh, let's, let's be honest in this idea that the Bible is clear, um, you know, it's just, and people will try and say that it says something that it doesn't and, and say that it uh, doesn't say something that it does, you know, um, obviously the clear thing of that being, I don't know if you've heard this argument. I see this argument almost every day, which is crazy that the homosexual argument, right? Well, the homosexuality wasn't in the Bible until 1946. Uh, and that's actually the next uh, topic is there is a documentary done about this. The mistranslation that shifted culture. 1946. It's really sad, you know, when I see this whole progressive Christian movement and they've adopted this idea that the, you know, that nowhere in scripture does Bible condemn homosexuality. Um, and if, if you're looking, this is the, this is the thing about reading the Bible. If you're looking to justify something and reading the Bible through that lens, you'll probably justify it. If you're wanting the Bible to say something, and then you're reading the Bible through that lens, you'll probably find something that fits your agenda, but it's not about your agenda. It's about the truth of God. So we have to look at scripture from a lens of what does God say holistically? What does the scriptures say? What does the word of God say? And then let me form my worldview and my theology off of that. Um, 
But this whole idea that homosexuality, 1946, the mistranslation that shifted culture. Uh, and I just decided I'll talk about this just for a second because you probably heard this too. Uh, well, homosexuality wasn't in the Bible until 1946. That is true, but it's a very misleading, sta misleading statement because it's the idea of like, oh, for thousands of years, they that this word you know, wasn't in the Bible, and then that, then white men, white patriarchal men put the homosexual in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny. So um, let's just, little history lesson. A uh, guy, uh, Carolee Kurt Benny, invented the word in 1868, and then it wasn't really in the English language and used, uh, I think, like the first, like, English public publication in a book or something was like in 1912 or something in the early 1900s. So there's only, it's only 50 years number or 46 years, number one, from when it got translated into English and in, to where it ended up in the Bible, which isn't a long time. 46 years is not a long time. Okay. Um, and then we look at, then we look at, you know, where it was put and um, the original word, okay, if it wasn't homosexual, then then what was it, right? So let's go back to the, the Greek roots because that's where the Bible was originally, um, originally uh, obviously written in, was Greek. So the Greek word for homosexual in the New Testament is arsenikoitai. And arsenikoitai is a compound word, uh, arsen and koita. So arson means male, man, and then coitus means in bed to sleep with, right? So the Greek compound word originally was a man that was sleeping with another man. And that is the end of the documentary. Thanks for checking it out. <laughs> like, I mean, it's this is the thing. It's like, it's sad that like such a big like movement and idea is like, it's like, dude, just look at, just look at history and also look at the original intent and you'll debunk yourself in five minutes. I mean, how much money did you spend on this documentary? Right. And it's just all about it's agenda driven. If you want to see the truth, you'll see it. But if you don't, you won't. So, um, that's just a little lesson for you guys. But all that to say, um, if you're listening to this, I just feel like let's, let's be dedicated on standing on God's word and standing on truth and what it says. Now, obviously, that comes like truth has to be with love, right? That's in scripture, right? If you if you speak truth and you do all these things, but you don't have love, all you are is a banging symbol. You've seen the banging symbols. They're the dudes with the signs outside the sporting events that are like, turn or burn, you're going to hell. Everybody's going to hell, right? Those are clinging symbols because that ain't converting anybody. But so we have to come with love, but we can't like, what is love if not? standing for what the truth is in the universe and in the world. So if people ask me questions, I'm going to answer them directly, but in love. Okay. Don't be ashamed of the gospel, everybody. Um, if we really want to see something happen in this world, if you really want to see something happen in your sphere of influence, in your job, in your family, like we have to be able to stand on the truth in the word of God. Last story is uh, SB 107 is a bill that passed in California just recently, which is kind of scary. So this bill, uh, California could take custody of minors who come from out of state to seek gender transition surgeries and cross sex hormones. So basically, if a child, if a minor runs away and they go to California, uh, California can um, adopt them, take custody, can California can take custody of them. 
and then give them gender affirming surgeries uh, without their parents' consent. This is crazy. Um, and why am I talking about kids? Because kids are innocent, guys. Like, oh my goodness, we need people that are better parents that'll raise up these kids. I mean, that's the biggest thing right now is there's just an absence of parents. I was I was fortunate enough to have great parents. I had supportive parents. Um, they're not Christian, but they were supportive and they raised me to believe, um, to, to investigate reality. Uh, they raised me to be able to have an open mind and through that open mindedness is where I, I landed today. But like to say, Hey, if your kid runs away to us, we're not going to give them back to you. In fact, we're just going to affirm whatever they're feeling, um, is incredibly evil. The bottom line, like if you support this, it's evil. It's evil because the American College of Pediatrics, um, they found that 85% of gender confusion gets resolved as adults. Now, if you want to argue with me about adult uh, trans movement, right, we can have a discussion about that. But don't try and argue with me about kids, a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 16-year-old that decides that they want to run away to California and California is now going to allow them to do surgeries that will change their lives forever. That's don't argue that with me. That's unbelievable. Um, and this is just one of the many reasons why should Christians be in politics? Well, yeah, we probably should be like voting, actively voting for our beliefs because if we don't, somebody's voting for their beliefs. And if it's not us, then this is what we get. We get, um, evil legislation that will take a child away from his parents and decide to do surgery just because a kid wants to do and change their life forever. So uh, that's my argument against, you know, religion and politics. Should religion and politics mix? Why the heck not? Why shouldn't they mix? It's a, it's about belief. Politics is about beliefs. Everybody, you vote on your beliefs, whether that's rooted in whatever narrative you want and gender and confusion and this and that, or whether it's rooted in the Bible, like you, nobody has a right to say where and what and how a belief system can and can't be, you know, the, the motivating factor behind, uh, us voting. So yes, you should be, you should be voting in your local elections, in your state elections, uh, in the presidential elections. Like, yes, you should be, because if not, the world's voting and they're going to vote for these things. So um, that's, the, that's just the topics that I have today. I, I hope that you're still enjoying these Friday roundups. I'm enjoying them. I hope that you're getting a little glimpse into the world. Hopefully I'm, I'm covering, I'm trying to cover different types of topics. You know, um, if you have a topic and you see something, send it to me and I would love to talk about it on this podcast and give my commentary. Um, as always, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do that. I love all you guys so much. I'll see you next time on The Future Is Now.